This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. To be completely honest, I wasn't familiar with the details of Diana and Charles' story. For me, it was mainly a memory from the 90s. The shock of her death had even resonated in the playgrounds I frequented back then. I later learned that it wasn't a happy marriage, but I didn't really delve into it. Today, I understand why this story fascinates so many. It's because it tells the tale of the transition between two eras for the British monarchy, but also because Diana Spencer is an enigmatic and endearing figure with an exceptionally cruel destiny. Nineteen ninety seven, August thirty first, Paris. The French capital has just witnessed a night of horror. Terrible images circulate worldwide. A mangled Mercedes, removed from the tunnel of the Pont de l'Alma, it was the Mercedes in which Lady Diana, her lover Dadi Al Fayed, and two other people were traveling. Diana Spencer's death was pronounced at four twenty five AM. Diana's funeral takes place a week later. An impressive crowd gathers in front of Buckingham Palace to pay tribute to the princess. An extremely rare occurrence. Part of the royal family, including the queen, stands in front of the palace gates. They wait, with solemn expressions, dressed in black, for the procession that transports Diana's body to Westminster Abbey, where her funeral takes place. Diana Spencer's death, pursued by the paparazzi, resonates as the final blow in a troubled existence. During her funeral, a general sense of guilt hangs in the air. Guilt from the media, the harassers. Guilt from a royal family that neglected a suffering young woman for years. Regrets from an entire nation toward a figure of kindness that fate did not spare. Diana was 16 years old when she first crossed paths with Prince Charles. It was 1977 at Althorpe, the Spencer family's residence. Charles had come to visit Diana's sister, Sarah, for a hunting party. The Spencers have been close to the royal family for generations. That weekend, Charles already showed an interest in young Diana. She was flattered by the attention she received. At the time, Diana was a lively and humorous teenager. She had a passion for dance, especially ballet and tap dancing. Three years later, Charles and Diana meet again at a polo match. She is now of legal age and works as an assistant in a London nursery school. Charles, on the other hand, has already passed his 30s. It's high time for him to get married, according to his parents. And Diana seems to be a perfect wife. She's young, comes from an excellent lineage, has never experienced love, and has no baggage that could embarrass the royalty. She is flawless. 
Charles courts her during countryside rendezvous, long walks where they get to know each other. Despite their discreetness, their relationship is already drawing media attention. Photographers gather outside Diana's apartment and wait for her at the end of her workday. Is she in love with Charles? Will they get married? What do they talk about during their rendezvous? Journalists bombard her with questions. She answers in a timid, yet always smiling voice. The engagement is officially announced on February 24, 1981. Charles and Diana then proceed to give an interview where the discomfort is palpable and the prince's words will leave a lasting impression, especially on Diana. And I, I, I'm amazed that she's uh, been brave enough to take me on. <laughs> and I suppose in love. Of course. <laughs> Whatever in love means. <laughs> in reality, Charles has been in love for several years, but with another woman. A woman of his own age who enjoys hunting, just like him, Camilla Shand. Camilla is too old to become a princess, and she's already married. So, they live their love affair in secret, presenting themselves as longtime friends to those around them. But the secret doesn't stay hidden for long. Two weeks before the wedding, Diana discovers a gift from Charles intended for Camilla. It is a bracelet engraved with the initials F and G. They're nicknames for each other. Abigail's really wonderful. Diana and Charles's wedding is celebrated on July 29, 1981. He is 32, she is 19. She spent the night vomiting. She has been struggling with bulimic episodes since the announcement of their engagement. Years after the marriage, Diana would describe this day as one of the worst in her life, recounting feeling like a lamb being led to slaughter. Were there any happy moments between Charles and Diana, despite the oppressive context? Certainly not during their honeymoon. They embark for a few days on a yacht before spending time at Balmoral, the Windsor's summer residence in Scotland. Arguments are frequent, and the young couple discovers that they have very little in common. Diana feels neglected, and perhaps Charles feels suffocated by her dissatisfaction. And things don't improve over time. Diana sinks into deep depression, marked by bulimic episodes and suicide attempts. In response, there is hardly any reaction. Charles remains distant, and the rest of the royal family turns a blind eye. No one understands the distress of this young bride suffocated by media and familial pressure. It is seen as whim and immaturity. Diana fulfills one expectation of the royal family, producing heirs. She becomes pregnant shortly after the wedding. However, pregnancy becomes a trial. The princess is constantly ill and still desperate. One day, after an argument with Charles, Diana throws herself down the stairs. It is not the first cry for help, nor the last, but Charles remains distant, still in love with another woman. Before we continue with this episode, a short break to give the floor to our partner, without whom this podcast wouldn't exist. Don't go away, we'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Despite her fragile mental and physical health, Diana gives birth to two adorable little boys, William and Harry. Through them, the four of them experience rare moments of closeness. 
However, old patterns quickly resurface, but gradually Diana starts to heal. She stops expecting things from her husband. With the help of a psychologist, she overcomes her bulimia and asserts herself in ways other than despair. In 1989, she confronts Camilla, Charles's mistress, during a high-profile dinner. The message is clear. She knows what's going on, and there's no point in taking her for a fool anymore. In secret, she participates in interviews with journalist Andrew Norton. She reveals everything, her disappointments, her loneliness, her bitterness. From these interviews, the journalist writes a book, published in the early 1990s. The revelations are explosive. It's important to understand that nothing could transpire to the public eye. Because the princess always managed to put on a good face to maintain appearances. During official visits and charitable events, she smiled, shook hands, cracked jokes. She embodied a more down-to-earth and human royal communication. No one could imagine the distress she was in, not even during the times when she faltered, had a fainting spell, or let a few tears flow in front of the cameras. The public revelations about the royal couple mark the end of Charles and Diana's relationship. It's like an earthquake shaking Buckingham Palace. In the years that follow, the adulterous affairs are exposed. Diana states that there were three people in her marriage. Charles retaliates by leaking stories about Diana, including her relationship with James Hewitt, her riding instructor. Charles and Diana separate in December 1992. A year later, the princess announces her withdrawal from public life at a press conference. But I was not aware of how overwhelming that attention would become, nor the extent to which it would affect both my public duties and my personal life in a manner that's been hard to bear. I hope you can find it in your hearts to understand and to give me the time and space that has been lacking in recent years. The divorce was finalized on August 28, 1996. Diana lost her royal highness status and became Diana, Princess of Wales, a purely honorary title. However, thanks to her role as the mother of the two heirs to the throne, she remained a member of the royal family. At that time, she was in a passionate relationship with Surgeon Hasnat Khan. It is said that she sought to make him jealous by starting a relationship with billionaire Dadi Al-Fayed in 1997. Meanwhile, Charles continued his relationship with Camilla whose husband filed for divorce in 1995 amidst the media war between Charles and Diana. The love between the prince and Camilla gradually became official, leading to their marriage in 2005. The story of Charles and Diana has left a lasting impact on the British royalty. Even today, the members of the royal family are constantly reminded of it. During the highly publicized pregnancies of Kate Middleton and Meghan Markle, or when the latter and Prince Harry decided to step back from the royal titles. Diana remains both a role model for communication, style, and courage, and a painful memory for the monarchy, a series of mistakes to never repeat. Thank you for listening to this episode of Love Me, Love Me Not. If you enjoy this podcast, please let others know by giving us a rating and leaving comments on your favorite listening platform.